3: And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.
1: Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown
4: in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's
1: thick cut, hand trimmed, and real would smoke real. And you could tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try right brand bacon. That's called right brand
3: bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Thursday. Bill Walton will stop by in about 20 minutes from now. More phone calls on the way. Steelers hold off the Ravens. Bud Dupree lost for the season with a torn ACL. LeBron extends his deal two more years. Anthony Davis has signed up for five more years with the Lakers. Michigan and Maryland has been canceled. The Rockets ship Russell Westbrook to the Wizards for John Wall. You know, the funny thing about NBA contracts is we celebrate them when the players sign them and then forget about them when they turn into albatrosses. And that's when you go, wait... He signed for how much? Wait, he's owed how much? Well, Washington reportedly dealt John Wall in his three-year $132 million deal to Houston for Russell Westbrook in his three-year $133 million contract. Westbrook has at least won an MVP. He was third-team All-NBA last year, and he'll be reunited with his former coach, Scotty Brooks, in D.C. John Wall gets to go to Houston, where he gets to watch James Harden shoot, And keep in mind, both teams were trading distressed assets, and that's what made this difficult, because Westbrook wanted out. You know, it was like a one-year experiment. Nah, I've seen enough. I want out. I want to be my guy, play my game. John Wall hasn't played. December of 2018 is the last time he played. Even if John Wall's healthy, I still think the Wizards got the better end of this deal. I don't know what John Wall's going to be like coming back from a torn Achilles, but... This is one of those trades where you go, uh, we'll take your guy that you don't want and you take our guy that we don't want. And then we're going to find out Bradley Beal want to play with Russell Westbrook or does he want to be traded? Does James Harden still want to be traded or does he say, oh, John Wall? Yeah, I'd love to play with John Wall. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Kyle in California is back on the program. Hi, Kyle.
5: ADP, you know, you're totally right Uh, with John Wall and Russ. Who knows what the heck's going to happen? Those two are just going to be a blur up down the court, throwing it to whoever, whenever. But LeBron, he needs to be defended. He gets trashed at every turn for no reason. When you find out Russell Westbrook and John Wall make just as much money as him, you say, okay, maybe LeBron's biggest bargain in the league So the LeBron stuff is always LeBron stuff. And then, by the way, LeAngelo on the Pistons, all three ball brothers. Yeah,
3: yeah, I saw that. I mentioned that to uh, the Danets this morning. Thanks for the phone call. LeAngelo can shoot. You know, the other two ball brothers can't shoot, but he can shoot. He's just not as good an all-around player, and maybe he's got a chance to stick with the the Pistons there. Tim in Florida joins us. Good morning, Tim. What's on your mind?
6: Well, uh, I'm a competitive basketball or I was anyway.
7: Um and uh you know,
6: all right <laughs> I mean the guy's a flopper. Man.
3: Got a uh, got a got a bad phone connection. I I think Tim in Florida started out by saying LeBron is a flopper. So your big criticism of LeBron is he's a flopper. Boy, get in line. There's a take a number of the guys who flop flail. Yes, Paulie.
1: LeBron's flops, though, are especially dramatic because of his <laughs> physical size because he cannot be moved by most but NBA But does that players. make him polarizing? No, no. That doesn't bother, it really actually doesn't bother me at all. It's on the refs to call it or not call it. LeBron's just working the refs. The refs are the ones who are at fault. <laughs> but when he does it, he, he does the, the oh, I know. Uh, Sergeant Elias getting shot in platoon move, and he's about four times the size of Sergeant oh, Elias. Oh, I think EG. it's
3: embarrassing when I see that, but that doesn't make him polarizing. I mean, there are other things if you don't like him. This comes down to, and I don't, I don't want to make the final hour about LeBron and Michael Jordan, but this is what this is about. It's Michael has this place where you put him on the mantle, or it's that portrait that you put above the fireplace. And now all of a sudden, somebody says, you know, I was thinking maybe putting that some other place. Maybe, um, I don't know, in the den. Can we put another portrait of there, up there above the mantle? Uh, yeah, what What are you thinking of? Oh, uh, LeBron James. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't have that up there. We don't want LeBron interrupting our memory. Like, Mike, he never missed a shot. He never lost a playoff game. Uh, true, yes. You no, know, he did lose playoff oh, games. Yes, he did. Sorry. Yes, he did. Yes. First couple of years of his career. Now, if Michael had been on Sports Illustrated at the age of 16, and it was the chosen one, He goes to North Carolina. He does hit the game-winning shot for a national championship. That's big. But he would have got into the NBA and the critics would have been all over him because he couldn't get out of the first round. Michael didn't win. And then all of a sudden he realized, I'm going to take less money or I'm not going to ask for more money. We're going to build a roster here. He got Phil Jackson. Scottie Pippen turned out to be one of the great draft picks in NBA history. You started to fill in Other parts of that roster, and he had a great team. But Mike never had the hype. He got the hype after the Air Jordan. Like once he got the shoe deal, then we wanted to see if he was great and an all time great because he was still just a fascinating highlight. And then he started to win. And then that's what's different. You know, LeBron started out. And he was getting into the playoffs. They went to an NBA Finals with one of the worst teams ever. One of the worst teams to ever go to the NBA Finals, and they played the Spurs. But he didn't get any credit. He lost. And then he'd go again, and then he would lose. And then he said, well, okay, if I want to be compared to Jordan, nobody's going to come here to Cleveland to play, and I'm going to go to Miami. Well, he got criticized for that. And then he went back to Cleveland, won a title. Yeah, but Kyrie hit the big shot. Okay. Let's see him do it in the West. And then he goes to the West. Oh, yeah, look what happened to LeBron. He went out there. They didn't make the playoffs. Okay. And then they win a title. In the bubble. Degree of difficulty. Through the roof. And here we are. LeBron. Team to beat. Great offseason. And then, oh, he should have taken less money. Why? They have the team to beat. Anthony Davis didn't take less. And here comes LeBron James knocking on Michael Jordan's door. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to open up my scrapbook and see LeBron in there. That's what bothers people. And there are things. He's passive-aggressive. He hasn't always been a good teammate. I don't believe he's punched a teammate, as Michael did. (laughs) But it feels like however we can make this more about Mike and less about LeBron – then there are people who are going to do that. Trust and me. We, jo-
1: we Jordanists can spin this. LeBron didn't care enough about winning to punch out a teammate. Come mm. on, what the commitment to mm. the craft?
3: Yeah. He should have punched out, who was it, Booby Gibson? Uh. Remember remember that day? Verazhow? Big Z? God. He took a CBA roster to the NBA Finals against the Spurs. All right, Uh, Dan Orlovsky was on first hour, and uh, I got high praise for him. He's a very interesting guy. And uh, he talked about how this is, foregone conclusion, if I gave you the Chiefs of the field to win the Super Bowl, and Orlovsky said not even close, taking Kansas City, and this is why.
1: If they go down 14, I still 100% unequivocally believe in them. Like, I just, their, their quarterback does so much stuff with his physical talent and then his brain, like it's, he sees things so fast. Cause if they go down 14, they're still gonna have 50 plus snaps. That's why, I like, the holding the football is such a big deal.
3: And I understand that. We've seen it, but they flirt with danger and they don't put you away. But, and they got lucky in the postseason. They got lucky in every single game. Now, you could say luck is the residue of design, but they got lucky. And then Orlovsky said the best non-quarterback in the league is? I look at that offense and I go, there's no flaw. Kelsey's the best player in football that's not a quarterback. Um, and Wait, wait. I, you think Kelsey is – he's the best player who's not a quarterback? Yeah. Wow. Over the, Aaron Donald? Then he
1: does –
3: what? Over Aaron Donald? I mean <laughs> – for me, yes, because it's okay. stu- okay. just because he brings so
1: much offense to their offense before the ball ever gets snapped.
3: And I found that interesting. Now, I don't know. Does anybody, do- McLevin, I'll start with you. Is Travis Kelsey the best non quarterback? Now, I don't know best or mm-hmm. most valuable, but the most talented player non quarterback in the league?
6: No. He's the second most talented player on his
3: own offense behind Tyreek Hill.
6: So I can't. Well, that can he would be possibly... the
3: third most talented then behind Patrick Mahomes. Right, right,
6: non-quarterback. Not yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think I agree. Kelsey's unstoppable. And whenever you think you have the Chiefs beat, he runs into the middle of the field and catches that mm. ball in front of him, turns for 30 yards. But no, that's too strong a statement. I'm not sure what the – is Aaron Donald the, the answer? I'm not sure about that, but it, no, Kelsey's not number one. If Why? He,
3: it, but if you said I could start my team with Aaron Donald or Travis Kelsey, I'm taking Aaron Donald.
6: What about Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey? If now we I put think that Tyreek Hill
3: up? is great. He relies on others to, be, to help him be, hmm. be great. I think Travis Kelsey would be great on any team. I think Tyreek Hill needs – he needs situations where he can take advantage of them, and he has – and he's got you know Mahomes to help him. Kelsey is going to help out any quarterback. I think on like every down he's going to be able to help you. But you know George Kittle, George Kittle is to me as good, or if not more well-rounded than Travis Kelsey. And Kittle's a great blocker. Now you might say, well, what's that mean? Well, in the Niners' offense, it means everything. Kittle has that speed to beat you deep. Um, so I. I don't think it's Travis Kelsey's the, uh, the best non-quarterback in the league. Now, he can be in the conversation, but uh, no, I don't, I don't see that. Yeah, Paulie? I'm
1: going to spice this up a little, Dan. I'm going to offer you Aaron Donald and George Kittle. You can sign in both of them, or Travis Kelsey and Miles Garrett.
3: Package deals. I will take Aaron Donald and George Kittle. Aaron Donald is there every play. Miles Garrett shows up. And he can be, you know, an impact player. Uh, He's not like Jadavian Clowney. He's a better player. Um, But I, you know, George Kittle to me is on equal footing with Travis Kelsey. And that's pretty high. I mean, that's high praise that they're, you know, toe to toe. But Aaron Donald is just different. There's nobody in football like him. No one. To lead the league in sacks as a defensive tackle. I mean, that doesn't happen. And he's double teamed every game. Now, I, Aaron Donald to me is the non, you know, as far as non quarterbacks, the best player in football, most valuable player in football. It, that, in my opinion, in my astute opinion, of course. Uh, Jesse in Los Angeles. Hey, Jess, what do you have for me? Hey, DP. Hey, but.
1: I think uh, I think I have a solution for you with the Todd situation, and I have a comment on the great Bill Walton. Okay. My solution, my solution, hey, is uh, uh you know, I'm sorry to bring it up, but because it makes me uncomfortable, but every time you go to break, just drop the cone of silence on him and sneak past it. Mm. Um, but, mm. but my uh, my comment on the great Bill Walton, who is a national treasure and a UCLA legend. Um, I thought I'd give him, give you my commentary from my favorite commentary piece from him, and that is Pacers versus Lakers, 2000 NBA Finals. Um, Shaq is dominating; he's averaging like 38 per game, and obliterating Rick Smith in the po- in the process, who also happens to be Dutch. And Bill yells out, "This guy can't guard Shaq. It's like he's trying to defend him while wearing wooden shoes out there."
3: <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Um, oh, I put the cone of silence down on Todd. You know what I mean? So funny. I know.
4: It's such a great angle from from this vantage point too, because all you could see is the material. <laughs> oh, I know. But he freaks out. Uh, can't breathe. Can't breathe.
6: I feel the walls closing. Anyway, I know. I just I don't
3: like that. I just wanted to see if it worked. It's like
6: you're stuck in the elevator.
3: Right? I just wanted to see if it worked. By the way, there was a football game yesterday, and uh, I enjoyed it. I it, it was far more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. Far more competitive. I think that's probably because the Steelers dropped a lot of balls there. And I root for RG3 because of what he once was, and he's never going to get there again. He got hurt yesterday again. He wants to be a pocket passer, but you got to put in the time to become a pocket passer because he's not a guy who's going to be able to beat you consistency, consistently with his legs. He's just not. And, you know, Trace McSorley is probably a better quarterback than RG3. And he's the third string quarterback there. But I wanted to, I, I was hoping that he would have a couple of plays, you know, because he did that that rookie year. That was different. That was, he was Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson. He was Kyler Murray before Kyler Murray. Here is Mike Tomlin, the Steelers head coach after the victory.
5: To be bluntly honest, man, I'm really disappointed in our performance tonight. Uh, we did enough to win, uh, but that's all. Um, it was really junior varsity
8: to be quite honest with you, uh, and it was in all three phases. We couldn't run the ball effectively when we needed to. We dropped too many significant passes, very catchable, makeable passes. We didn't make significant plays in the special teams game. Our kickoff coverage unit wasn't good enough. We turned the damn ball over. Um, it's good to to proceed um, with the victory. I acknowledge that, uh, but not a lot happened tonight to be proud of or to be excited about other
5: than that.
3: <laughs> the Steelers are the 13th team in the Super Bowl era to start out 11-0. and Of the previous 12, nine reached the Super Bowl. Five won it. No AFC team has opened up 11-0 and since the '09 9 Colts. We talked about this before. More likely to have a winless team or an undefeated team. I think the Jets. Now, what happens if New England in the last game of the season? Doesn't New England play the Jets in the last game of the season? Let's just say you're Bill Belichick. You're gonna be still coach of the Patriots for I don't know how many years. <laughs> and you decide now is when Brian Hoyer is gonna start a game. We're gonna or Jared Stidham, whoever it might be, because you'd like for the Jets to win so you don't face Trevor Lawrence for the next couple of years. Put Julian Edelman in there, quarterback, right, Paulie? <laughs> I'm down with that. Okay, let's get at I there. I, you know, I deal with conspiracy theories occasionally, and I was just wondering that. Like Bill Belichick thinks of everything; he's diabolical. Would he actually tank a game without officially tanking a game to make sure that the Jets don't get Trevor Lawrence? I don't know. Like I. If you're Belichick, now he might go, no, it doesn't matter who's quarterbacking for them. You're going to face Trevor Lawrence for the next X number of years, as long as you're going to be a head coach. Would he actually trot out his second string, third string team? Yeah, Paulie.
1: I actually have a hot take I've been sitting on all week. I, I think that somehow... Sam Darnold's going to be the next Patriots quarterback.
3: Well, I brought that up a couple of weeks ago, and then I had it shot down quickly by an NFL <laughs> scout who goes, how do you think the Jets are going to let him go to New England? I go, I don't, I don't know. I just thought maybe that I could see Sam Darnold in Pittsburgh or San Francisco, but I, I, I can't imagine the Jets would trade him within the division to the Patriots. Yes, if Todd. it's the best offer, though. Um, well, if I'm the Jets, I don't want to trade him in the division. Yes, Todd.
6: Bill Belichick has too much pride not to try to win every time, especially a division rival, especially if there's any possibility that anyone would think we, that you're trotting out to the less than your best team where it could even be perceived that he's looking to maybe blow this game. I just I have a tough time. I don't know. I
3: don't know. I don't
6: know. Yeah, McLovin. I called it a few weeks ago. If they win this week, they're 6-6. Six and six. The Patriots are coming to the playoffs. He's going to force a week 18 somehow and get in as the 18 But they're, if they beat the Rams and the Chargers, they're I think they're going to be like the seventh seed. Yeah.
3: yeah.
6: They, every game is a field goal one way or the other, so you never know.
3: Coastal Carolina was going to play Liberty this weekend. That game has been canceled. Coastal Carolina is now playing, hosting BYU. BYU only has one other game schedule. That's San Diego State, December 12th. BYU hasn't played since November 21st. They're ranked 13th in the latest college football playoff rankings. And looking for a quality win, this still is not going to move them up on the doorstep of playing for a national championship. But I commend them for trying. We'll take a break. More phone calls coming up and the Hall of Famer Bill Walton will join us coming up next 20 after the hour here on the Dan Patrick show. Imagine the happiest you've ever been and now double it. That's what Todd was like yesterday when he had a built bar. The bars are great. And the kicker is guilt-free, like 130 calories guilt-free, 20 grams of protein, four net carbs guilt-free. I know what you're thinking. So it's pretty good for a protein bar. No, no. Not just good for a protein bar, you're going to crave it more than your favorite candy bar. And what's great, yesterday I went to work out, obviously I work out, and uh, grabbed a Built Bar. So that kind of tied me over, and then I went and worked out, killed it. And then, uh, you know, you're ready for lunch after that, or maybe you just wait till dinner. Built Bar has 18 flavors. You're going to love the coconut almond, the mint brownie. Yes, Todd.
6: There's raspberry, there's orange, there's like crisp apple, like an apple pie kind of thing. They got it all figured out.
3: Yep. You're going to love it because if Todd likes it, it's like Mikey. He likes it.
6: He likes it. That commercial is very old. If I would have said that, why don't we keep it in the century?
3: BuiltBar.com, promo code DP. Get 20% off your order. That's promo code DP at BuiltBar.com. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock
4: app.
2: Live Nation presents Concert Week.
7: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
0: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike, and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets
3: now. Get some more phone calls coming up. I've had a lot of conversations with Bill Walton, and one of my favorites. We did. Um, uh, we looked back on an NBA game at NBA Entertainment in uh, in New Jersey. This is many many years ago. And uh, I was driving into New York City, and Bill said, "Can I can I hitch a ride?" And I was uh, driving a Jetta at the time, and uh, Bill sat in the front seat, and. Bill, who's actually not 6'11". He always wanted to be listed as 6'11". He's probably 7'2". And his knees were up over the dashboard. And Bill says, What kind of tunes do you have? And I had eight-track cassette tapes or eight-track tapes. And uh, I had Bob Dylan's greatest hits. And then Bill sang all the way through the Lincoln Tunnel or whatever it was, the Jersey Tunnel, as we were uh, heading into New York City. One of my favorite memories... The Hall of Famer, Bill Walton, joining us on the program. Good morning, Bill. The streets of Rome are filled with (laughs) bubbles. They're everywhere.
8: You'd almost think that we're seeing double on this beautiful fall day on planet Earth. I'm alive, I'm Mary DeLorean, and I'm talking with Dan Patrick, and that's the coolest desk I've ever seen. I'm a big bobblehead guy. I'm a big collector of stuff like that. But I have never seen anything quite that nice. Maybe if I blink a few times, I can even absorb more of it right through this <laughs> screen. Yeah. Well,
3: you gave me some uh, merchandise. I have one of your jerseys. I have a autographed basketball. I also have a picture that you autographed. I believe this is your first NBA game. Your first NBA game was against Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Dayton, Ohio, when Kareem was with the Bucks.
8: Correct. And Don Nelson had just stepped down as a player and he was, a, you know, Don Nelson, an incredible entrepreneur, a business visionary guy, and he was the promoter of the game. And I had just graduated from UCLA. Kareem went to UCLA and Don Nelson thought it would be a good idea. It it was a great idea for Kareem. (laughs) uh, I had 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 knee surgery about two weeks before and uh, it did not go well, but it, it went very well for from Kareem's point of view, who was without question the greatest player I ever played against, and, and the standard of excellence that still exists today.
3: And I followed Bill out. He was uh, walking out in the parking lot. You had a uh, red and black flannel shirt. You had your hair back in a ponytail. You
8: the had... this <laughs> guy to ever wear a ponytail in the history of yeah.
3: And you had a bag of nuts. You had a brown paper bag full of nuts.
8: I try to bring my nuts with me all the time. <laughs>
3: all right, set, me, set, set this straight now. Right. I know you never want to be listed as a seven-footer. I think the, the quote was because seven-footers are considered freaks. Bill, you're not 6'11".
8: I would love to be seven feet tall. I love just being taller and taller and getting ever <laughs> tall, higher up on the mountain there. But the last time I was measured, I was 19 years old and I was at UCLA and John Wooden was always in charge of of the measuring right and uh, and he would stand on the ladder with the ruler that you put <laughs> on top of your head as you stood next to the wall right and and Ducky Drake the trainer a legendary Ducky Drake was incredibly instrumental in Rafer Johnson's remarkable life and career and light a candle and say a prayer for Rafer who just passed on yesterday but it was a you know John Wooden would call up everybody in alphabetical order. So we had Henry Bibby and we had Greg Lee and we had Larry Hollyfield and Larry Farmer and Swen Nader and all, uh, all the guys and, and then he and as he as they walk up and you know, Coach Wooden puts the ruler on top of their head and he calls out, okay, Greg Lee, six five. Uh, Henry Bibby, six two, uh, Larry Hollyfield six five, Larry Farmer six six. and then Swen Nader seven feet tall. and he says, Walton, your turn alphabetical. I get up off my stool and I walk toward him and I get halfway across the room and he says, you're 6'11". Go <laughs> but if that was the last time I was like,
3: You got to be 7'2".
8: No, I'm not. I feel like I'm about eight or nine feet tall, <laughs> especially after the the camping world of Maui Gym in Asheville that we just had this week. That was just over the top. But whenever I stand next to Kareem, then I know I'm I'm barely six eleven, and then whenever I stand next to Yao Ming,
3: <laughs> I think well, Yao Ming, him or Mark Eaton, they're the two biggest players. But it, that's not
8: even close between Yao Ming and Mark Eaton. You know, Mark Eaton is seven four, and 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 Yao Ming is uh, is seven thirteen. <laughs> Yao and Yao's so big too. It's not how big you are; it's how big you play, and. You know, Yao Ming, a giant on and off the court and what he has done for the world to make it better. Kareem, the incredible job that he's doing right now. Uh, Wilt, who was just this spiritual force of nature that changed the direction of everything. But it's not just the big guys. I mean, I just did a show with, with Dr. J the other day and the, and the remarkable, the, the remarkable impact that he has had on all of our lives. And, you know, Dr. J... When Dr. J graduated from high school, he was 6'3", and he grew a couple more inches, but it was his remarkable, incredible, spectacular, phenomenal, empty the thesaurus, what he was able to do in terms of inspire, ignite, and to be able to to take things to another level. And and he was really critical, Dr. J, in terms of changing the course of history, because for so long you look at the 34 MVPs in the history of the nba and at the beginning there was bob Cousy. five or six years in there was oscar robertson other than that it was six nine and above it was bob pettit it was bill russell it was wilt it was willis reed it was wes Unsettled, it was dave cowens it was kareem and moses and all these different guys and now all of a sudden in 1981, Dr. J, it all comes together for him, and then from that point on, it's really been coming down in terms of size. Although the current MVP, Giannis, is absolutely incredible what he does. Today's players are are, are so spectacular, and one of the things that I love about today's players uh, is their versatility, the the, the the broad spectrum of all their skills. And the fact that they love to use their platform, the most incredible platform, NBA, ESPN, Turner, to promote a better world for other people. And so with Giannis flying around out there, and then you have LeBron, who was just, who was over the top and, and literally indescribable. Because When I watch LeBron play, I cannot figure out what the best part of his game is. I don't know if it's shooting threes, if it's driving, if it's dunking, if it's blocking shots, if it's just defense, if it's just passing, if it's just screening, if it's his leadership. I mean, he has it all. And, and, and to see how remarkably close he is to passing Kareem. I, I remember when Kareem passed Wilt, and Wilt had, his comment was, <clears throat> If I had ever thought that anybody would come remotely to <laughs> breaking my records, I just would have doubled them up. <laughs> uh, and, and then Kareem, he goes on, and, and Kareem gets, I think, maybe 8,000 more points than, than Wilt did. And then it looked like Carl Malone was going to pass Kareem. And then Carl got hurt and, and, and could no longer play. And, and Kareem, and I, you know, I asked him what it was like at the end, and he said... You know i, I did, everything was fine i was going like yeah, kareem was the first 20-year player in, in the history of the nba and you know he made college basketball what it is he carried the nba for all those years there was never a game that he played and never that he wasn't the the absolute focal point of the other teams defensive and, and winning strategy and so but kareem said that he was going along and everything was just just fine and then one day he got there he didn't get hurt but he got there, and he just couldn't do it anymore.
3: Got old, and, yeah. yeah. Did did you miss you? You miss Wilt Chamberlain by a year or so, didn't you?
8: Yes, Wilt retired. Bill Russell retired right as Kareem came in. Wilt retired right as I came in, and it was uh, Wilt was. I met those guys. I started playing basketball against NBA players when I was fourteen years old, and mm-hmm. the San Diego Rockets expanded here at Jim Barnett and Pat Riley and John Block and Don Coaches in the first year, quickly followed by players like Elvin Hayes, Rudy Tomjanovich, Calvin Murphy, all Hall of Famers, Pat Riley, the Hall of Famer as well. And then the, the business and coaching and basketball executives on that team, when little Billy was 14 years old, it was Pete Newell, Alexander, Tex winner, and Jack McMahon, all of them in the Hall of Fame. And so wow. I was, and that was my life. And then Overarching everything, Dan was John Wooden, and so I had the perfect childhood, and I had every opportunity. And w- w- one of the disappointing things for me uh, is that California, we just had Proposition 16, which was going to reinstill affirmative action in California, and it failed. It failed uh, badly. And the you know when you know the history of our country, and, and check out Jill Lepore's book *A uh, Beast Truth*. Check out. Ta-Nehisi coach uh, uh, between the world and me and check out Isabel Wilkerson's cast. I mean, the the, the disadvantages that people have to overcome and, you know, to see what so many guys have been able to do when I was just virtually in Asheville over the weekend, over the early part of this week, excuse me, and Johnny Davis, my great teammate from the Portland Trail Blazers, the guy that really put it over the top for the Blazers with his remarkable skill and passion and, and, and talent and it and everything you know johnny johnny grew up in a very tough situation you know right in the you know in the projects of downtown detroit in the, in the late 60s when there was battles in the street and tanks and war and fire and explosions and, and johnny was to tell the stories about how his mom would not let him leave the corner of the room because she was afraid for his safety and then when johnny got to dayton where that first game was played it all rolls into one Johnny was playing at Dayton for three years. We played against him. We didn't even know him because John wouldn't. He he thought the other team was irrelevant. He never mentioned the other team in four years, other than two times we lost both of those games. Thanks a lot, Coach. But Johnny, when (laughs) when Johnny came to the NBA, you know, he told he was telling us his story. The quietest guy ever. You know, Johnny. Johnny made Jamal Wilkes look like uh, Daniel (laughs) Webster. it was that johnny was telling us that you know he left school early because he was tired of seeing his mom spend her whole day her whole life on her hands and knees scrubbing people's floors and so he went on to the nba spent 38 years 38 years johnny's 65 years old i can't believe it married to leslie two wonderful children austin and reggie and reginald sorry and they uh and they live in Asheville. He's retired there, but 38 years to be able to build your life and career and to see what 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 the NBA has become, Dan. It's a dream come true for me.
3: So- I, I do want to uh, before I I uh, run out of time that you were very lucky that you played for UCLA and you played with Jack Ramsey. So you start your college career with a structure. You played for Jack Ramsey. I think it's it's one of the finest teams, true teams I've ever seen in NBA history, the Blazers, because they, you guys weren't selfish, you understood it, you got out, you ran, uh, you were a star, but you weren't a star or acted like a star. At UCLA, coach wanted to make sure that everybody was, you know, uh, you were all great players. But And then you watch what basketball is now in college. Like, I don't know how frustrating this must be for a true purist and has every right to be a purist, When you watch what basketball in college, great athletes, but very little structure.
8: I love college basketball and I love the coaches and I love the efforts that they're making and try to help these young men build a life, create a dream, and then develop a network so that they can go on and use this incredible platform of basketball for the rest of their life. And I'm so lucky to be able to be a part of that still. But, But the game has changed. And the style has changed. And But it, when you come across a good team, when you come across a great game, and as we had this, I mean, this was – I'm on cloud 17 from this last week <laughs> in, in Asheville. I, I couldn't believe it. We had Bruce Lornsby on the air. He told some spectacular stories. And, and he that, had a
3: son who played at LSU, right? After
8: starting at UNC Asheville. And, and, and Bruce was telling the starting – so Bruce has two children. And uh, and they're twins and uh, and Keith is a little bit older. Keith started at UNC Asheville and then he realized that, OK, I'm, you know, I, I can play at a higher level. So he transferred to to LSU and played very well there. And Now he's playing professionally over in Germany and the younger twin, <clears throat> Russell. I've lost my voice here Bruce. I've been I know uh, uh, Dan. I've been talking nonstop. And so anyway, the day uh, Russell He lives in Los Angeles, but he's also, you know, his real passion, he lives in Los Angeles for business and work. He's in the entertainment industry, but his real passion is climbing mountains. And I love people that climb mountains. And I, you know, I, I like movies like Free Solo with Alex Donald. Oh, man. the, The ability to look at the impossible and figure it out which is kind of like me looking at your desk and saying,
3: how are <laughs> how you going to navigate right there? How if, I get- if I gave you one concert, aside from not a Grateful Dead concert, right. one concert to revisit, what would it be?
8: There's so many, Dan. I've been to 4,000 concerts. I mean, I started going out 15.
3: I know, and- but there's only one, Bill.
8: I don't like to rank it. Well, this, how about if we make it Woodstock, and I get to pick the Woodstock 17, and I get to pick the – the roster with you know there's, there's so many there, you know there's bob dylan there's neil young there's jimmy cliff there's john fogarty there's jackson brown there's bruce Hornsby.
3: okay there's... wait i'm gonna give you five bands for bill walton's woodstock okay you don't have to go into any description just five bands
8: and how many children do you have i have four okay we have six and we have 14 grandchildren and so how am I ever going <laughs> to <you're,
3: you're>, Bill, <laughs> stop being so difficult. Treat me like I'm John Wooden here. I want uh, Bill, I want four five bands at Woodstock.
8: This is how coach Wooden would phrase that question. Bill, Woodstock, interesting place. <laughs> me, who are some of the bands among the many that you like? <laughs> <love? laughs> okay. And I just gave them, you know, a whole bunch. I didn't even get to Fleetwood Mac or the Eagle.
6: Or, 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 or the Eagle or,
8: or. Endless John Lennon and George Harrison. And that's the beautiful thing about the shuffle, right? On my on my electronic music here, I got the shuffle And, just, and it's amazing how the shuffle knows. So we're having this spectacular run through the Camping World Maui Invitational in Asheville. And it's over-the-top fantastic in every way. And then at the very end of the game, the guy who has been the best player through the entire tournament comes against all odds and against every bit of adversity known to a man. And he, comes, and he makes the game winner at the buzzer, and they win. And he acts like, yeah, this is what it was supposed to be. It was, it was like a scripted movie. It was so perfect. And then as we leave the air and I turn back on the shuffle. The shuffle comes up with Jerry Garcia (laughs) the bright side of the, the bright side of the street from the from the dark end of the street to the bright side of the road. And I've been, you know, in, in in times of trouble, I I always listen to the music play and and, and three songs that have really been been sticking of, of late right side of the road. And that was the one that came up immediately on the shuffle and then waiting for a miracle and then see what love can do.
3: It's always great to talk to you. Uh, exactly. that... God, Thank you, Billy.
8: Have a wonderful day. I'm alive. I'm married to Laurie.
3: He's not 6'11". He's probably at least 7'2", but uh, one of the great college players of all time, Hall of Famer Bill Walton. We'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. Close up shop right after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app,
2: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
5: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock.
7: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
0: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet kingdom of the planet of the apes enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere get tickets now last
3: call for phone calls you know you listen to Bill Walton and I mentioned this yesterday when I knew we were gonna have Bill on you know he was suicidal his back he'd had so many surgeries and He just got into a real deep state of depression. And I remember talking to him when I just didn't know if he was really there when I was talking to him. And I could tell that, you know, he got to that point where he just said, I I don't want to have this pain every single day. And he had so many foot surgeries, so many back surgeries. And I just think he got to the point where he just said, I don't want to deal with this anymore. And so when I hear his voice, and even if he rambles and he just goes in different directions and gives you an obscure, I don't care. And I, I just love hearing it. I like hearing the life in his voice because he he was one of those people who was so special to me because of the way he played basketball. Now, trust granted, I didn't play that way. Like he was so selfless. He was a team player. And I just watched that Portland team, and, and it's the it's the most enjoyable basketball team I ever watched because they just had synchronicity. Lionel Hollins, Johnny Davis, Bobby Gross, Larry Steele. You had Mo Lucas. You had Walton, and they faced the Seventy Sixers in the NBA Finals, and they lost the first two games. And I thought, oh my gosh, I hope they don't get embarrassed. And they came back and they won four straight to win the title, and. You know, Bill had won every place, you know, he won at UCLA and and he won there. And then they started out the following year, I think 50 and 10. And and he would have been the MVP and he got hurt. And really, that was just the start of it. And then he had he got revitalized thanks to Larry Bird. Bird got him in Boston. He was sixth man of the year and, uh, you know, won another title or two up there. But, you know, he's uh, he's got a great spirit about him and he does love the game of basketball. All right. Uh, let me see. Final results of the poll question, Mclevin.
6: Okay, I put up for hour three. Who's the biggest bargain? And the choice is war. LeBron, Nick Saban, or Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes, number one by a long shot, then Saban, then LeBron.
3: All right. uh, got a tweet here from uh, Ryan Robertson. Hey, great 20-minute interview with Bill Walton today. Dan only had to ask three questions. <laughs> yeah, that's usually more than I get to ask with uh, with Bill. Jeff in Detroit. Hey, Jeff, let me sneak you in, sneak you in here.
5: Hey, what up, though, Dan? When you were talking about LeBron James, it kind of reminded me of the beginning of the Five Heartbeats when the house announcer was on the mic. He said, coming to the stage, these guys told me they're better than the four times rolling Stones, and Temptations all rolled in one, but we shall see. <laughs> That's kind of how the media did. LeBron put him on SI cover, told you he's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. And in all honesty, and this is coming from a Detroit hater, he hasn't let you down. No Quick question. Yeah. He hasn't let you down. Quick question. You're getting back from vacation. You don't know nothing about the football landscape as of right now. If I told you the NFC Giants are first in the NFC East or the Ravens are barely holding on to third place in the AFC North, which one is the most befuddling statement?
3: Probably the Ravens. uh, You know, because there are people who thought that they would lose maybe one or two games this year. They're going to hold on for dear life to make the playoffs. Might be the third best team in their division. What did I learn today, Todd?
6: Dan Orlowski says, Travis Kelsey, the most talented non-QB player in the entire NFL.
3: What I learned, brought to you by Built Bar, simply the best tasting protein bar around. 18 amazing flavors. Mint brownie, coconut almond, pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. Believe me when I tell you, tastebuiltbar.com. Enter the promo code DP for 20% off and then thank me later. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Dan and the Dana, Dan at Stan Patrick Show. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.
6: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake Kits...